Hello, this is Mary Lindo. I am so pleased that you are joining me for this week's teaching podcast. This podcast is prayerfully created each week with the intention of giving you a time of resting in the Lord and for allowing Him to speak into your life through three to five minute messages and prophetic impressions and insights. Each message is meant to assist you in cultivating your love for the Word of God, combined with the power of His Holy Spirit, confirming His words over your life. Gather your Bible and a cup of coffee or tea, and take a few minutes each week to sit back and allow the peace of God to wash over you as you enjoy soft background music that inspires a restful time of worship and tender moments with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And now, let's begin this week's podcast. Hello, child of God. Today's podcast is a very special and probably tender one towards my own heart. We're going to discuss the deeds and the seeds of mercy. In Matthew 19, Jesus said, Now, go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. It has been said that after the French Revolution, a convict released on parole traveled the countryside in search of a new beginning. Being an ex-con, as you would expect, led to complications in this search, and he wound up at the gates of a clergyman who agreed to host him for the night. The convict, as is well known, takes advantage of the bishop's generosity. Getting up early before dawn, he takes off with the bishop's silver. His escape, however, is hindered by the local police inspector, who, after seemingly catching him, presents the presumed thief to the bishop for identification. The bishop, without missing a beat, covers for his sneaky guest and speaks such words of kindness over the convict's past, present, and future through releasing him, even though caught red-handed and deserving of further punishment. His words, they were profound and dripped of mercy. My friend, he said, you forgot to take the candlesticks as well. For those of you who are perhaps not familiar with the story about the man and the priest I just spoke of, I am referring to Victor Hugo's book, Les Miserables. I think Victor Hugo shows something of the challenge of today's message of the gospel that Jesus would want us to each hear and to act upon. In Luke 6.36, it is spoken, Be merciful, as your Father is merciful. You know, nobody likes a bully or to be talked down to. Maybe it is easy for us to be merciful when we have the upper hand. If someone comes begging for forgiveness, it becomes a show of generosity of spirit, but a show, nonetheless, that we are in some way better than that person. Picture elegant royals who, moments before the execution of a criminal, would decree their royal pardon, leaving a lasting impression of compassion upon those pleading for another chance. This is not the way godly mercy works. Oh, how merciful is our Father! 
It's not that our faults are not important to an immeasurable God. We have without a doubt deeply wounded the ties that bind us to Him. Yet, He still holds out His hand, bloodied and deformed holes in them, created by the nails put in. He extends it even to His enemies. Today, Jesus invites us to reevaluate our mercy. How deeply do I forgive those who offend me? Do I pray for them? Or allow my forgiveness to become a show of winning the upper hand, which is another way of showing false humility. The forgiving priest not only forgave Jean Valjean's theft, he created an excuse for him, even gave away the last of his own treasure in the hopes that Valjean would be able to start a new life, knowing that he was shown the purest of love and authentic mercy. Mercy means empathy, pity, sympathy, understanding, favor, grace, benevolence, care, compassion, gentleness, goodness, goodwill, humaneness, kindliness, meekness, mildness, niceness, softness, tenderness, generosity, affection, devotion, love, and worship. It also means letting go of harshness, accusation, presuming you know better what others need in order for them to better serve God. When we act out like this, we become much like Javier, the police inspector, hounding and lording it over Jean Valjean, bent on making sure all deeds that do not measure up to our way of justice are fully dealt with. He felt sure that God wanted him to be the individual who would measure out justice and harsh terms of punishment in order to break Jean Valjean, thus having him pay the price of his wickedness and perchance, if once finally shattered and broken, he may perhaps have God look his way. Don't get mad, get even. This seems to be the usual way people view the world nowadays. We should be thankful that God takes a different view of things. Although the Bible makes it clear that God is the great judge who hates all evildoing, He is also the merciful one who forgives and accepts people who turn to Him. Occasionally, God chooses not to grant us mercy for the purpose of judgment, rebuke, discipline, or testing. Fortunately for most of us, this is the exception, not the rule. For the time being, God has shown incredible patience and mercy by withholding most of the effects of our sins. Romans 9.15 says, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. God is not always scolding us. The scripture in Psalm 103.9 says, He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. Could God find reasons to scold his children all the time? Indeed he could. None of us are perfect. We could all do better. However, as justified as scolding us would be, God realizes that we would easily be discouraged if all we ever heard was scolding. When he scolds us, he is correcting us so that we confess our sins and do better. In Malachi 3.17, it says, The Lord All-Powerful says, They belong to me. On that day, 
they will be my very own. As a parent shows mercy to his child who serves him, I will show mercy to my people. Ask God for the help you need to overcome sin. Face the reality that much of the suffering in our fallen world is caused by human sin. But count on the fact that God is merciful toward all sinners. Whenever you recognize a situation in which some of your own sin has contributed to your suffering, pray for help and God will give you the strength you need to overcome sin. Stop holding on to any sinful secrets that have been causing guilt, shame, and bitterness in your soul. Confess your sins specifically. Repent of them. Accept the forgiveness that God offers you. And embrace the power that God gives you to move forward into a better life. Listen for God speaking in the silence. When your suffering becomes so painful that you can't make any sense of it or figure out how to endure it, you may feel as if you're trapped in silence, since nothing that other people say or do to try to help actually breaks through to you. But when you're at the point where you don't hear anything else, you can actually hear God's best, since you're less likely to get distracted by the world's noise around you. In the silence, pour out your thoughts and feelings to God in prayer, and then listen to what He has to say to you. God won't shout, but He will whisper to encourage you to keep drawing closer to Him. Suffering is all around you in this fallen world. Sometimes it's so tragic that it's heartbreaking. Yet God promises that He is loving and merciful. So how can you reconcile these two realities that seem like they compete against each other? The key is to look for God's mercy even when it seems like it can't exist with the suffering you encounter. God's mercy is a stronger force than even the worst suffering, and when you look for it, you will find it. James 4.5 says, The Spirit which He sent to live in us wants us for Him alone. We are God's own. Let us not be afraid to be like our Father. Let our hearts be conduits of God's mercy knowing that we ourselves have been forgiven so very much. Let us communicate our thanks to Him by being overflowing vessels of kind and tender expression, showing God's mercy to all. Psalm 145 verse 8 says, The Lord is kind and shows mercy. He does not become angry quickly, but is full of love. Let's just pray together right now. Heavenly Father, we live in a world where snarky comments and condescending attitudes are applauded. Lord, the world has become a tattletale environment where everyone is easily pointing the finger at everyone else's sin or weaknesses. Father, the media is packed full of it. And Lord, it has spilled over into our Christian communities at times. We tend to go look for the evil, the wickedness, the weakness, perhaps the failings of others, and then we label them. Father, I ask today that those listening would join me in repentance for presuming that we know the heart of another. Lord, many times love is withheld, kindness, support, friendship. These things are withheld from those who tend to fear that they're going to lose control over an environment, or perhaps they themselves have become hard-hearted. 
Lord, I'm asking that your grace, your mercy, that endures forever, would come right now as a reality to the hearts of those listening. Father, we repent of trying to find our own way to figure out difficult situations and coming up with man-made answers. Father, many have become friends like Job had, who have all the comments and commentary running on how Job must have missed it or how God is using this to break him, instead of simply crawling up on a painful ash heap next to him, praying with him, and encouraging him to stand fast. Lord, we want to be like you. We want to be long-suffering. And yet, Lord, we also don't want to be duped by those who are chronic in their ability to cause others to feel responsible. Teach us, Lord. Teach us your way. Lead us in a plain and simple path because of our enemies. And our enemies are often our own souls who are excessively wicked and manipulative when it comes to trying to take the plan B of being humble and merciful before you first. Lord, I know that all the counselors in the world cannot bring peace to a soul that is troubled. They can bring answers that assist and a toolbox to go to for help. But Lord, in the end, it is you that are the Prince of Peace. So I pray for those listening today that may be in utmost turmoil and some very ashamed because all they've received is condemnation or condescension or an attitude of resistance from those who at this point in their life seem to be doing fine. I ask that you would break off these saddened, broken ones that are struggling, condemnation, fear, and self-loathing. Bring instead a sweet fragrance of your hope, your hand extended that lifts them out of their sorrow and into your arms. I bless you today, Father. I thank you for your mercy extended towards us. And I ask for your help to continue to walk with deeds of mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And I bless you today in Jesus' name. And I ask that you would share this with those who might need to hear it. If you'd like to hear other podcasts, you can certainly go to www.marylindo.com. And you can listen to several other podcasts free. I ask that the Lord would bless you in Jesus' name. Goodbye for now. Bye-bye.